Hello and welcome to Retrosonic Podcast. I'm Steve from Retroman Blog and um, before we start this episode I'd just like to say hello to my colleague rock photographer Paul Slattery. Good evening Steve. I had a nice little trip down to the seaside the other day. We went down yeah, to Brighton. It was good. I had a good, good day out. We had, um, we had an exhibition, ABC exhibition with gay advert or gay black as she's mm. now and david apps and billy chainsaws and our exhibition the closing party which was excellent and then we went to see ogunquit and they were playing at stay sick a nightclub down there but because that was a nightclub the the, the party at the, ga- the gallery finished around about sort of uh, you know nine o'clock and we had to wait we we're gonna have to kill time to see ogunquit because the club didn't open till 11 but then we realized that big goddard was playing in subway sect in brighton so well, perfect. It's about nine, nine o'clock, nine thirty. We'll go and see Vic Goddard, and then we'll go to see Gunquit. So <laughs> we went to the down to the Green Door store in Brighton. And, and how far apart were these two venues? Five minutes, ten minutes walk. <laughs> it was just one of those. Could you believe it? Yeah, it was great. You know, so we thought we'd just go and swan and see Vic Goddard. Double now. header in Brighton. A triple header with the exhibition. A triple header. You know? so then we went in, and just as we got there, Vic was coming on stage, and. Um, played a set uh, it was a bit short it was a bit of a short set but uh, it, it was great and he did a good cross-section of all different tracks you know from his new album 1979 now which is more of a the sort of more northern soul type songs that he's into um and then obviously he started to play uh, a couple of the old tracks as well mm. and it was a toss-up between one of the new album and one of the old classics and we haven't we've always been meaning to play this and i thought we'd dig out this track from the old subway sects and this is Ambition. Yeah. 
classic Ambition from Vic Goddard and Subway Sect. And that was a great track featuring our mate uh, Rob Simmons from The Fallen Leaves. Ah, uh, when he was a young, young, a young stripling. Yeah, back great, there, back yeah. in '78. And uh, you know, Rob, there he was playing with the Subway Sect, hmm. and um, the Subway Sect uh, became defunct, and Rob became a librarian and didn't pick up the guitar again for 25 years That's until right. he went down to Kent uh, with Rob Green. Saw Billy Childish mm. and uh, said to Billy Childish, Billy, people tell me uh, I can't play guitar. He said, well, Billy said, people tell me I can't play guitar either. Mm. So just get one and play it. That's so right. Rob picked a guitar up again and started playing. And he is just one of the best yeah. guitarists you ever want to see, quite yeah, frankly. Yeah. Nobody yeah. plays guitar like Rob does. No. They yeah. are, he is just a singular guitarist. Mm. He's great to watch, mm. and um, no two gigs are ever the same. That's right. And I mean, to think that he was only ever on a couple of tracks with Subway Sect, you know? Yeah. Uh, and that was it for 30-odd years, wasn't it? You yeah, know? until the Fallen Leaves started again. Yeah, And right. Rob Green got him out of retirement, got him out of the... Yeah. Got him out of the, uh, you know... Out of the library. Out of the library. <laughs> you know, reading books <laughs> onto all the day. stage. <laughs> Rob, come on. It's time, yeah. to, it's time to get back out onto the boards yeah. where you belong. That's true. And, and flail that guitar. Yeah. Like you do. Yeah. Like he does, in fact. Yeah. He flails it brilliantly. And uh, we enjoy watching him flail, which he does um, um, every Wednesday, first Wednesday of every month uh, with the Fallen Leaves down at the St. Moritz Club. Yeah, Water Street. Absolutely worth yeah. going to. Now, Always a great night. Relocated from the 12 bar. Yeah. And um, down to St. Moritz. And it's... Um, yeah, yeah, they'll be there first Wednesday of every month, and they always have a great support act as well. Lots of retro man blog friendly bands. Absolutely, it's, it's a, good, a good fun night out, you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, but that's great, and that, that was uh, so Subway Sect. I mean, Vic went on to do various things, and he's like crooning and Northern Soul, and and now he's got a great balance. He's, he's just released a fantastic album. Well, last year I think uh, nineteen seventy nine. Now, uh, really good sort of Northern Soul mix of sort of. Um, it's still got that little edge to it, you know, but it's, it's a really good album. A lot of them are older tracks, maybe like Holiday Hymn that is re-recorded. And, um, yeah, good. it was good, uh, a good gig. Good little venue as well down in Brighton. Excellent. I saw a great movie recently, The uh, the Punk Singer, about Kathleen Hanna from uh, Bikini Kill. A really great movie, Legend. You know. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was just on, chat, on on film four or something, and I I saw it, and uh, and I'd listened to Bikini Kill a little bit, but mm. um, yeah, watching the, watching the um, the film it, it is an amazing story. You know, it, starting off with her and the Bikini Kill going through. Well, she started off doing the like, spoken word performances, and then getting involved with politics and feminism and the, the riot girl movement. And um, I didn't realise, but she was the one that you know smells like Teen Spirit, the, the Nirvana. She was a friend of Kurt's. And That's right. Well, they used to get gigs together, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she yeah. wrote. Uh, Kurt smells like Teen Spirit on, mm. on his apartment, and that was her that did it. So right. it, was all this, it was an interesting film, and then um, you know it was it was a bit sad in a way because she, she sort of got really she was getting really tired and um, she couldn't sort of function properly, and then she was misdiagnosed for, for years. That, um, and they found out that she had Lyme's disease, which was mm. I didn't know anything about it really, but it was like a 
a, a tick, like you get a bite, and I suppose it's almost born. like the poison goes through your body. Tick-borne you, disease. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's. Um, it know, sucks all the energy and everything else. That's right. It's very. Uh, it's you've got to be very careful when you're going into the woods in the summer in the states. Mm. A lot of ticks. There's a lot of ticks in the UK, quite frankly. You know, yeah. down in the New Forest, you've got to be careful. But uh, she was doing La Tigre, which were a great electronic sort of band and then mm. um, she sort of had to sort of call time on that because she wasn't well you know and no one could mm. really understand what was wrong with her and then mm. that said she, they actually found out that she did have um, this Lyme's disease and, and she's, the good thing is is that a couple of years ago she started to um, another band called um, The Julie Ruin which was sort of she did a sort of solo album in a bedroom you know when she was sort of coming to terms with the, the disease and she did this electronic album pretty much I think it was pretty much just her in, in a bedroom doing it and then but now she, the good thing is she's she's sort of dealing with a disease and she's out there playing again uh with, with a full band called the julie ruin and I, it was a really an inspirational movie she's a, a great really individual character you can't categorize her as a you know as, as anything really you know she'd sort of and it, it was just one of those sort of films that you come away thinking god you know what a, what a fantastic character she was mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. Uh, so it was it was a really positive ending to it and Great. It made me dig out all the old Bikini Kill records and uh, yeah, 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 and have a listen to them. And this is a, I'm not going to choose Bikini Kill because we've Gary's rocked out a little bit. So I think I'm going to choose um, one from the uh, Run Fast album by the Julie Ruin, and this is Ha Ha Ha.
And that was a Julie Ruin and Ha 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 from their Run Fast album. It's a great track. I really enjoy that. Superb. Great production. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I'd, uh, I'd love to see if she came over here. Well, I think they have, Sounds actually, like recently, it. which really annoyed me, because uh, I think I watched the movie, and then you find out they've just played. Yeah, well, <laughs> so you, you can't, that, that's can't keep up with everything. You, know, you can't keep up with everything, and... Uh, you know, the fact is that uh, it's great to know about these characters and, mm. uh, you know, anything that makes you delve back into your bikini kill uh, archive can't be a bad thing. And going back to Hipsville, um, talking about great bands we saw on the weekend, um, I think uh, one of the best was Le Gris Gris. From Montpellier. In France, and they were just fantastic, weren't they? I mean, I mean, when they came on stage, you know, the guitarist came on and started doing that riff on his own, he was playing, and then the band all came on, and then they burst into action. And it was reminding me when I first saw Soundtrack of Our Lives, because they just came on, and they just this fantastic visual assault when you're right at the front. And uh, uh, brilliant, you know, they got a real grasp of, like, the old R&B style. It's almost like the sort of Richmond, Twickenham, Eel Pie Island scene that they love, and... Um, what a brilliant show and brilliant show great blues musicians mm. Mm. you know great hippie style and yeah, vibe yeah they looked good didn't they yeah, yeah it looked really great and uh, but purely French yeah and uh, wonderful wonderful they've got that great grasp of rock and roll down there mm. I really I, I love the band I thought mm. they were tremendous live they were yeah. they were really great and um, of course extremely photogenic yeah, they look good. Yeah, I know. it was it was great, great to see. And I, they've just got a, a new single out on Dirty Water Records. And here's a track. This is Left Unseen Blues. Oh, no, I could cry 
unbelievable, wasn't it? Tremendous. <laughs> it was great. What a great record. You know, oh, I mean, the energy in that. Mm. And I said the authentic sound that they got, they've captured it perfectly, haven't they? You know, and I, I can't recommend them highly enough. I mean, if they're playing near you, go and see them. Great visual band, you know. I hope they come back soon. Oh yeah, definitely. I think they, I think they were. Oh, they, I think they're going to play at Weirdsville maybe the last Saturday of August. So I think they are coming back. So that will probably be sold out. I would imagine. You know, yeah. That's a fiddler's elbow. So Tremendous. check the uh, the Weirdsville uh, Facebook page or event page for Le Grigri. They're coming back. We were chatting to them and we found out that they're massive fans of the Flaming Groovies. That's their. Oh, they all love the Flaming. Real, really passionately love the Flaming Groovies and. And um, they said they were going to support the Flaming Groovies in Montpellier. That's right. This leads on to your French Odyssey. And you didn't make it to Montpellier, but you saw no. the Flaming Groovies over in Well, France. I knew that the Flaming Groovies, the Flaming Groovies were going to be doing this uh, summer tour of uh, Spain, France, uh, Italy, Austria. And uh, I was wondering when they, when they were going to come over, and I finally got the dates. And uh, actually, the Gris Gris were playing the previous night uh, to when I arrived. They were playing at the gig in... Uh, uh, they were supporting the Groovies at the gig in Montpellier. And uh, I got to France the next day and uh, saw the Groovies uh, play a gig at the Maison Bégon in Blois, on the River Loire. Oh. Right. And a uh, very beautiful town, Blois, and uh, they've got a committed rock and roll coterie down there who gets mm. bands in to this lovely little venue, new yeah. venue, and uh, I couldn't believe it because I hadn't seen the Groovies in two years. Yeah. The last time I saw them was two years ago when they played at the Scala, and oh, of course right. uh, I'm a Groovies fan, going back for 40 years really. In fact, I first met them on New Year's Day in 1977 at Rockfield Studios while they were recording uh, the uh, album Now with uh, Dave Edmonds. Oh, and yeah, I did yeah. my first ever little tour with a rock band with the Flaming Groovy. So, I, you know, I knew them for a long time. And uh, uh, unfortunately, it didn't really last much longer after mm. 1980. I never saw them again. Yeah. Until 35 years That's right. later, yeah. you know, yeah. when they played at uh, the gig at the Scala. So I was mad keen to go and see them yeah. um, play a couple of gigs in France. So I hightailed over to uh, Blois and, yeah. uh, and caught the groovies there, which was, uh, yeah. which was tremendous. Yeah. You know, I, I can't tell you how good the groovies are. We were there backstage and uh, I met the uh, these guys in the support band, Sharpers, and... Mm. Uh, they told me that, uh, you know, they love to play pub rock. And uh, so, yeah, we met the, uh, I met the Sharpers and um, went down to see their support gig thinking, oh, you know, local band probably in there just as a fill-in. But no, this band was great. Yeah. They really got the roots. Yeah. And pub rock roots. They, mm. they were tremendous live. Absolutely tremendous. I mean, the tracks you play sounded good, you know. It, it sounded like they were perfect sort of... Uh opening act for the groovies oh they were great i mean they've been around for about uh, uh si since the early 90s actually mm. made four or five albums yeah. yeah and um they've been around on the local rock scene and pillars of the local rock scene i think yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i would say and uh 
They're a tremendous band live. Yeah. Well, I, can't, I can't tell you how good they are live. And this is uh, from their latest album, number four, Doctor Doctor. Absolutely great yeah. band. Xavier on drums, uh, Simon on bass, and uh, Joe Peckman on guitars, and uh, lead vocal. Mm. And boy, they're a charismatic band too. You know, they don't just sit in a corner. They really play and move mm. around. They're, they're a tremendous band. Well, it sounds like it. Oh, yeah. yeah I definitely advise anybody, if they want to listen to a bit of good slice of uh, French pub rock. Yeah. Um, to uh, check out uh, their Facebook page, okay. Sharpers, yep, and, uh, and and get a copy of this album. Mm. Well worth listening to. Yeah, I'm definitely. I, I'm impressed with that. It's a, it's a yeah, a fant- like I said, it's a fantastic sort of bit of early late seventies pub rock, isn't it? You know, it is. 
It is. Good warm-up for the Flaming Groovies. It was a great warm-up for the Flaming Groovies. And, of course, people were getting right warmed up backstage. Yeah. (laughs) As you can imagine. And um, it was a tremendous venue. Uh, There was a balcony outside. We could get the evening sun. People, the wine was flowing. Uh, people were bringing all, all the old classic albums for the Groovies to sign. Yeah. I, was, I was gutted. All these French editions <laughs> of, of old Groovies albums were coming out. It was yeah. tremendous. And um, uh, yeah, I, I, I just—I I mean, I, I couldn't wait for the gig. I couldn't wait for the gig to start. Yeah. And uh, the Groovies played, you know, the whole gamut of their. Uh, yeah, you got your signed set list. I got my signed set list here. Uh, Chris Wilson, Paul, you bastard. Chris Wilson, there you go. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, you know, uh, yeah, kicking off with the birds um, feel a whole lot better, which is probably really mm. the, their own song by now, yeah. really. And uh, you know, just to, just to go right through. Their set list through um, Tallahassee Lassie. She said, yeah, don't lie to me. Married woman with George George on vocals. Um, Between the lines, slow death, shake some action, teenage head. And um, and a great uh, new Let Me Rock. Let Me Mm. Rock was a a song that I've only ever had on a very tinny... um, uh, home demo produced by Cyril in his front room yeah. back in 73 and I think released on Sky Dog. Sing and play that live, mm. you know, full blast mm. with Cyril and Chris dueling guitars. Yeah. Wow, it's just amazing. Yeah, it but um, I think we will, um, uh, we will listen to uh, one of my favourite songs of theirs, which is a, a real, uh, it's a, it's a, you know, one of the highlights of the, of the set is uh, is their song recorded at uh, Rockfield in uh, with Dave Edmonds in '76. Uh, I can't hide.
And there was a Flame and Groovies and I Can't Hide from the Shake Some Action album. That was a great choice. Oh, tremendous. And, uh, you know, you can't, you, you can't beat the Groovies live. I mean, it's such a pleasure to see them back again. They really rock. Mm. And the next night in Paris was a, a fantastic gig. Yeah. A real, uh, a lot of old Groovies fans turned up, people who knew all the songs. I mean, it was, it was yeah. a tremendous gig. And, uh, well, talk about a rock masterclass. I just, I was at the back of the stage taking photographs and I just, my hair just stood on end, really. I just thought, wow, if this wasn't one of the best gigs I'd ever seen. Oh, you okay. know, another uh, one of our best gigs we've ever seen. One of the best gigs you've ever seen because <laughs> just nobody plays, nobody plays guitar like Cyril Jordan does. Quite frankly, nobody. Cyril plays it with his fingers, doesn't use a pick, and he plays this '69 um, Dan Armstrong plexiglass guitar. It's the mm. one on the front cover of Teenage Head, yeah. and he's been. It's a heavy old thing. In ways of time, Cyril, Cyril, <laughs> Cyril ain't a big guy, you know. Yeah. But boy, this mm. this creates a great, great sound. And um, him and Chris, Cyril and Chris together, you can, you know, it's a it's a pleasure. You just don't get to see guitarists who are playing off mm. each other like this. And they've had years of practice at it, and, and just the guitar work is 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 mind blowing. Mm. Mm. It, it really is. It's, it's, it's just it's something very, very special, mm. quite frankly. I've been to see thousands of gigs, and to see Chris and Cyril play guitars mm. like this, for me, is just the ultimate yeah. treat. Yeah, there's a real chemistry, isn't there, between them? Oh, there's a, there's a great chemistry between mm. the two of them. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's great to see... Mm. It's great to see the groovies back. Mm back and really on form yeah. and um uh, of course they're uh, they're recording as well they're recording some new yeah, songs yeah, yeah. Uh, up at joel jaff's studio up in sausalito and um it, it it's great i can't wait for the new oh, tracks great. to come out material i mean i when we did our interview with um, with chris wilson for our special retrosonic podcast uh, like a year or so ago he was saying that they were going to there's a possibility of them doing some new material and don't forget, you can check out the, uh, the Retrosonic special uh, with Chris, and he talks about all the Flaming Groovies, and he picks some of his favourite tracks, and, and also his work with Barracudas, and that's well worth a listen, and it's free at the Retrosonic um, podcast site. Well, he's definitely, they're definitely re- um, making a new recording of Let Me Rock, oh, right, good. Which, yeah. which will be the first time that's been recorded in full. Yeah. from a demo so I can't wait for that to yeah. come out and, and hear that but yeah. Uh, yeah I went off to the gig with uh, an old friend of mine um, Mona Soyok who's uh, the singer and guitarist from the French uh, band Casproduct mm-hmm. who uh, were very big in the 80s uh, made um, four albums between 82 and 90 and were highly popular in France and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and further afield mm-hmm. And I went over to France in the early 80s and photographed Cuz Product uh, back then. And uh, I've remained a friend of uh, Mona ever since. And uh, I introduced Mona to Cyril, a couple of guitar legends together, the French <laughs> guitar queen and yeah. the San Francisco um, uh, mini guitar giant, I suppose, Cyril. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and that was great. It was great. I got a couple of pictures of them. And... Um, 
Because they uh, were like part of the French cold wave scene. Was it with Metal yeah. Urban and, and that time? Were they that? That's sort of right. They're, they're kind of post-Metal Urban, really. They got into kind of... It's more of an electronic thing, I suppose. Mm. Um, I, I, I wasn't particularly into that scene, but... Um, uh, after I met Mona, I certainly got to like Kaz Product anyway. Mm. Uh, Mona's a, a very... Um, she's a person with a very singular voice. She's got a fantastic mm. voice. She's mm. a great guitarist and musician. She's got to this... Uh, she's very multicultural. I think her parents are from South America. She was born in the States and brought up in London and... And, and France and in Nancy yeah. and uh, you know she's she's taken all those cultures together and it, it's it's uh, she's she's just a wonderful performer yeah great singer and um, and you said they were going to re- re-release their out of debut album yes they've uh, recently Mona and Spats have recently had uh, their first um, album tryout remastered and that's been re-released and um this is a track from uh, that album called Countdown. Close the door, I just can't take more. Take a look at that girl. She's the one all the boys used to cry for. Look at her now, she sits on the floor. When you think just like she used to be. Locked in her room, no one where she can see. She used to look just like a movie star. Now she don't care, but she ain't got no good star. Should have never been born, oh no Should have never been born Should have never been born Took drugs, drank alcohol And went to parties where we all used to go Body Sean met someone came near She used to say, just to put them clear Touch yourself and don't touch me I don't need you as an alibi Touch yourself and don't touch me but Touch yourself and piss off please Should have never been born, oh no Should have never been born Should have never been born Well, she says she can't cope with people And doesn't believe in friendship And she says that this world is absurd And that love is all lies And she believes that she was never meant to live here in our time But one day they took her away They said she was ill I don't care, I don't care, I don't care. 
That was uh, Countdown from uh, Tryout. That was uh, Kaz Product's first album, and their remastered, uh, the remastered version of their of the whole album is is available um, is available online. That's yeah, right. and uh, Kaz Product are uh, spending the summer in the recording studio and uh, putting a new album together. Simona tells me, so I can't wait to hear that too. Are they going to do any gigs as well? Uh, I'm not sure they're going to do any gigs this summer. I think they're both pretty busy doing other projects as well. But um, it's great that... uh, It's great to know that Mona's and Spats are back in the studio again. And uh, uh, because Mona's such a brilliant singer... Mm. She's a brilliant singer. Seeing her live is is fantastic, and you know it was. Uh, it's it's really going to be great to see her again live, uh, playing with Spats, and uh, you know playing some new material too. Great. And then when you were over in Paris, um, you've got you've come armed with all this Canadian music. So so what, what sparked this off? Was yeah, it just... I was just well. When I ended up at this party on Saturday night when I was there over in uh, near off the Boulevard Saint Denis, and uh, as you do, you sort of start to chat away. And I was uh, ended up chatting to this Canadian guy over a glass of shampoo. This <laughs> was unbelievable. And we were just talking about bands and. Uh, uh, we're talking about, you know, he was asking me what bands I knew, what band, he was, he, he, he was very much into, uh, uh, the punk scene in Canada in the eighties yeah. and the nineties. And, um, he asked me what bands I was into and I said, well, I knew, uh, DOA and No Means No, knew a little bit about them, uh, knew more about DOA, heard some of their records and got some of their records, mm-hmm. uh, No Means No, heard a couple of their th- a couple of tracks by them uh but um also um uh, he he reminds me again of this um, of this punk band um uh from from Quebec um called um Bonlieu Rouge who were who were around between uh, uh about 1989 and eight, uh, 1999 something like that so we had a nice chat about uh, Canadian punk uh, mm. from uh, both sides of the continent. Uh, mm. You know, Canadians singing in both um, English and French. So, because um, we already played Handsome Brothers on the podcast before, that's right. And they were from Quebec, were they? No, Handsome Brothers. There, they were the uh, subsequent project of No Means No. Oh right, okay, right, yeah, yeah. and. Uh, no means no released a whole bunch of albums excellent albums and this particular track uh is from their 86 album sex mad and it's called dad Where to go? No way. 
So yeah, that was Dad by No Means No from uh, their album uh, Sex Mad from 1986. Great bass and guitar on that, wasn't it? Tremendous. Great bass sound. But that was like the... We say the Hanson Brothers, the bass on that album is just fantastic. Well, evidently, when No Means No started, they didn't even have a guitar. Oh, okay. They started yeah. off with, with bass and drums, I believe. Oh. So they had to produce something special. Yeah. Well, that would explain that like, sort of great bass sound, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But uh, superb band. And, uh, you know, one of those bands that um, you don't really hear a lot about. But uh, this is what happened. There was so many bands that sort of stayed under the radar back then. There was so much stuff around. We, you know, that probably these bands made a couple of appearances over in Europe, but uh, we didn't see much of them. And now we're because of the you know the new age, the new internet ages. Everything's available, and we can mm. we can listen to it, and we can go back through all that stuff that we haven't listened to, and, and find these gems, yeah. these punk gems, and uh, there's a lot of them around, yeah. and they're really really worth listening to. So I, I mean, got- I saw DOA uh, a lot. Oh gosh, in, in the early eighties when they uh, they'd released a compilation, I think, of stuff bloodied but unbowed, an album over here and they were getting uh, I think it was on the Alternative Tentacles record label so it was like the Dead Kennedys were around and they were great yeah. I saw them in this little tiny club in Reading the Caribbean Club and they were fantastic oh, really really great you I know. bet it was wild because they were different at the time because you know when I saw them it was all the leather jackets and Mohicans over here but you know when Americans and Canadians they used to get on stage didn't they and wear like they were literally t-shirts, t-shirts yeah, jeans and that's that. right yeah but god they were fantastic live well they were because uh, you know they're one of the they're one of the forerunners really of uh, of hardcore punk yeah I suppose along with uh, you know the Dead Kennedys yeah, uh, yeah along that side of the you know along the west coast there yeah and of course, that, uh, it was it was uh, DOA that uh, in, influenced No Means No. I think No Means No mm. had been to a DOA gig and decided to become a band. Yeah. So um, DOA, uh, you know, just uh, I've always loved DOA because you know, they've they've always been very committed. To, you know, mm. they've been very much uh, you know radicals, mm. and uh, it, been part of the uh, the Canadian. Uh, radical scene for for thirty more than thirty five years, you know, and uh, it's great to see that they're they're still going and they're just doing a tour of Europe as we speak. And uh, which track have you picked out? Well, I I must admit, uh, you know, I I heard uh, their first album, Something Better Change, back in nineteen eighty, and uh, I've always loved The Prisoner. Oh, 
Yeah, that's the prisoner uh, by DOA. I mean, that's uh, as good as a slice of hardcore punk are you ever going to listen to, really. Yeah, I mean, I used to love that. People like there was a Bad Brains, you know, Big Black, Black Flag, Minutemen, all those bands, you know, oh. Husker Do. And, and they, they were a great band. But it, it's interesting because you, I don't know why for us you just think Canadian. You always imagine they're going to be like an American band or that. But mm. when it's like Canadian, you know, it's unusual. But then there was, like I said, there was such a, a big punk scene there, wasn't there? There still yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. You've got bands like Fucked Up. Yeah. In Toronto. Yeah. Who's, who, who we've played on the podcast yeah. before. Absolutely tremendous band. You know, it's a yeah. great history of punk music in uh, mm. in uh, in Canada. And not only on the West Coast, you know, in, in Quebec too. Mm. Um, the, you know, punk was, uh, punk was very, very popular. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you've got... Uh, bands like Bonlieu Rouge uh, from uh, who, uh, who come from Longueuil, um, uh, which is a suburb outside uh, of Montreal. Uh, they were formed in '89, uh, and they've made uh, they made five albums. Um, and they uh, they sing in French. They're all French they sing in French. They sing in French. Absolutely, mm. and uh, I, I love their I love their tunes. They're really tremendous. It just shows you that you know. Punk really, uh, you know, French language really lends itself to punk, and uh, there, I, I think, uh, you know, uh, Bonlieu Rouge are, are a tremendous, tremendous band. You know, one of the uh, one of the great nineties uh, punk bands. They've left behind uh, a great uh, archive of about five or six albums that you can. Uh, that you can download as well yeah, for free. Yeah. But uh, we'll talk more about that a little bit later. This is from uh, their last album of 1996, Sous un ciel écarlate, which means under a scarlet sky. And the song's called uh, Mort ou Vif, Dead or Living. Je suis 
Okay, that was uh, Mort du Vif from the uh, album uh, by uh, Banlieue Rouge, Un Ciel Écarlate. Now, you can download this track. You can not only download this track, but you can download all five of the Banlieue Rouge uh, albums from their website, um, which is a fantastic, uh, it's a fantastic gift yeah. to us, really. If you're interested in punk, you, you can't do no better than to uh, download these, uh, these albums. And you, if you go to the uh, banlieurouge.propagande.org website, that's banlieurouge.propagande.org website. And, uh, Easy for you to say. Hmm? Easy for you to say. Easy for me to say, yeah, yeah. Well, you'll we'll, fi- we'll put a link on the blog. We'll put a link on the blog. We'll put a link on the blog where Sound you like can. an episode of Hello, Hello, there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, us French yeah. speakers, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but we've spoken before on the, on yeah. the podcast about how great French language is in, in yeah. rock and pop, isn't it? And uh, mm-hmm. it does sound great, you know. Uh, good, yeah, interesting. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll sort of check out some of their albums. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's definitely worth going onto that site and uh, and checking out uh, Bonlieu Rouge. You know, they were active from uh, for about ten years, uh, eighteen, nineteen, ninety nine, and you know they've left a great archive of uh, of French punk rock for people to listen to. It's a great site, a great website. Uh, you can download everything, and all the lyrics are up there too. Fantastic. And, and you were saying as well that they had, they had a side project. Well, yeah, after they packed up, um, Xavier, who's the, who's the singer, he, uh, he started this, um, in, in, in the mid-autos, he started this um, Celtic punk band called Corrigan Fest. Okay. And Corrigan Fest, I suppose, I suppose you could describe them as the, uh, the Quebec Pogues. Because they take all those elements of um, of Celtic music, mm. which is very popular, of course, in uh, Eastern Canada. It always has been. I mean, Eastern Canada has given us, uh, you know, uh, uh, Cajun music. Mm-hmm. So the folk traditions uh, are still very popular there. So you've got the Celtic, um, you've got that, you've got that French Celtic influence plus punk. And this, it, it all melded together in the Irish tradition back in the eighties with the Pogues, and uh, this is this is this it's it's the same as well with um, with the Corrigan Fest really, and uh, they they've got one album out I think um, it's from two o o seven, which is called La Victoire en Chantant, which means the victory while you're singing. Yeah. Probably means more in French than it does in English. <laughs> but um, uh, I think uh, my favourite track from that is uh, "Tous les chemins men au rhum," which means uh, uh, all the streets um, lead to rum. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Which is which is pretty good, and um, uh, and this is it.
What do you think of that, Steve? That was great. I reckon that'd be great live as well, wouldn't it? Oh, that'd be fantastic live, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. God, so, dear. So the, the French Canadian Pogues. Oh, the French Canadian Pogues. Just uh, Corrigan Fest. Yeah. Just that that is just a, such a superb song, and yeah. the whole album is like that. Uh, La Victoire en Chantant is a brilliant album, and uh, it'd just be wild to go down the front of one of their gigs, don't you yeah. think? That's right. Oh. Because you've been down the front of a few Pogues gigs, and yeah, time, I have, you? I have. You know, you can imagine what it would be like. <laughs> well, I mean, that was an interesting little roundup of some Canadian punk. It is. So I wonder where where we're going to go next uh, next episode. Well, absolutely. Um, but uh, I think uh, that song there, "Tu les chemins men au rhum," all the roads lead to rum. I mm. suppose they all do in the end, don't they? Well, they do. We've been very good today. We've got uh, we've got tea only. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> well, I suppose to finish off tonight, you know, I think we're going to have a bit of uh, you know, we're going to finish off with a couple of good slices of rock and roll. And um, I got a great I got a great new slice of rock and roll for you here. I got sent a a, a little six track LP by uh, by Basher, Basher. Or Mark Spears, as he uh, is also known as, and from who, the tours. 
That's right. He was the tours. He was the young tours drummer. I think he was only fifteen at the time, back in fifteen or sixteen, back in '79. And um, he's got together with um, Steve and Eric to form the Electric Shakes, who are uh, based down in Bournemouth. And uh, Mark sent me this uh, brilliant little uh, six-track uh, LP called "The Electric Shakes," and this is my choice off the album. It's called "Get Loose." spoken about the tours as the, one of the great lost bands of, of the sort of uh, late 70s when well, they could have been a, a huge band yeah. as good as the jam I reckon yeah oh, the tours are a tremendous the chords, band the jam they, I mean they, they had yeah. the songs didn't they but they, yeah. they just disappeared so quickly didn't they? they did and uh, you know uh, we played uh, the tours a few times yeah. on here yeah. or tours T-O-U-R-S tours. yeah um, uh, they finally uh, got all the tours demos and tapes and things together and produced a really brilliant album out of it, um, album of the year that never was. Yeah. And uh, that is a tremendous album too. Yeah. 
That's great. But it's great to see Mark in this new project. Um, be, I know they're playing a few gigs around uh, around the Bournemouth area and over in the Channel Islands at the moment. And uh, can't wait to see them uh, come up to town. And um, I'm sure they're going to be great to watch live. Definitely. Well, we'll keep an eye on them and we'll go and uh, go and see them if we can and do a report on it. Right. Well, thank you, Paul, for tonight's episode. It's great to go through our little selection of what we've been up to and. Um, don't forget, everybody, you can check out um, Retroman Blog, www.retromanblog.com, where there's lots of photos, features, reviews, links to podcasts and the videos to all the things we've talked about today, and obviously links to all the bands as well. Um, there's, off, uh, there's also stuff on the blog um, that we've done, such as the John Lydon talk at the 100 Club about his autobiography. Um, uh, yeah, so check out the blog, and, and, and thanks for listening, and... Uh, and what have you got to play us out, Paul? Well, I've been uh, going back into my old um, 60s back catalogue recently. Been listening yeah. to a lot of uh, Cream, Keith Hartley, John Mayle, a lot of those early blues records. And um, oh, I was still I was a teenager at school. And we were... we. I remember when uh, I first... my I, I heard my first 10 Years After album which was 67 it was mostly covers i think and then uh, the um, the second album came out uh just at the beginning of 69 called stonehenge it's brilliant <laughs> really? oh yeah it's brilliant it's, it's, a, it's a gatefold yeah it's a gate it's got uh, like a huge great uh, uh stones from stonehenge on it it's a fantastic album and uh we love this we loved this album. We thought it was a tremendous album and uh, couldn't get enough of it. And, of course, we thought it was the blues, but it's actually... What it was, it was Alvin Lee was, was changing... He was, he was at the forefront of, of, the, of the change in guitar styles. Yeah. He really was. And uh, the way he played guitar, nobody played guitar like Alvin. And... Uh, uh, this this um, Stonehenge came out in February '69, and at that time, not many, not too many people knew really about uh, about uh, ten years after. Uh, only a few months later, after they played "Going Home" at Woodstock, I mean, he was a worldwide hero. Yeah, mm-hmm. things changed massively for them. But um, you know this. Uh, this is one of my favourite tracks from... Uh, this is a great blues track for me. And Alvin Lee playing guitar, brilliantly playing guitar. And uh, this is called Speed Kills. Really.